When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. How are you? How are you enjoying this beautiful summer? I wonder if it's super hot where you are. We are in the cycle in Florida. Summer is kind of fun because you get a cycle of super humid, right? And then, but then it rains almost every afternoon. And so you have these beautiful rainstorms that can sometimes make it more humid or less humid. And, um, you know, it's just part of being Florida. It's kind of like our winter. And the fun thing about it is like, we're about an hour away from beautiful beaches. And um, the other day we just took off at three and we went and saw the sunset. It was actually summer solstice. And it was just such a beautiful night at the beach. And, you know, wherever you are at, there's beautiful nature in all parts of the country. Like ours is the beaches, but you might be in the mountains. Like make it more of your goal to get out and to enjoy nature. Because I really think in the world we live in, it balances out the crazy of the stress of, and being in nature, there's something about it that's like speaks to your soul. It is to me as a spiritual as going to my church or my temple. So that is my challenge for you. And, you know, we need to balance it out because today I'm going to talk about touching the hot stove and, you know, touching the hot stove, you know, I have six kids, right. And they're now 12 to about 24 almost 25. And so I have lived through a lot of hot stove moments. And when I say touching the hot stove, I really am using it as an analogy and I use it for teaching my children. And, you know, um, I have learned that I have small power when it comes to trying to talk my children out of the hot stove moments. And in fact, when they, which means like they're doing, it's a bad idea and they shouldn't do it. And in fact, when they are telling me about it, usually they've already decided to do it. And it's just like, now they're filling me out. So I don't know if you've had that experience, but especially with one of my children, like they will like come and tell me like, I think I'm going to do this. Or what do you think about that? And, you know, of course I'll be like, no, that's crazy. And then we'll always find out, oh, they've already done it or they've decided to do it. So interesting how kids work, right? They, they kind of fill us out. And lately, like we've had a lot of opportunity to experience a couple of touch the hot stove moments with our children. And these moments are when parenting can probably feel the most frustrating and exhausting. And I always have thoughts like I am not getting paid enough for this job. Like this is a really hard job. And parenting the hard moments, the moments where our kids are willfully touching the hot stove really stretches you the most. And that's the whole reason we do thought work because, and coaching, and this is like what my coach had to do, get me out of um, the hot stove moments of my kids where I'm like, they're choosing to do something that is crazy. They're choosing to do something that brings them pain. And what thought work does is it helps us manage all of the emotions that come up in these situations, because you're going to have a lot of judgment, a lot of um, dislike sometimes, a lot of wanting to escape the moment with them. Um, and none of that is going to be helpful for your child. 
So a lot of these emotions that we experience, like I said, are not useful. They're not useful at all. And they're not going to help the hot stove moment. They're not going to make it better for you. So if you don't learn how to process these emotions properly, um, then you're not going to show up as the parent that your child needs you to be, or frankly, the parent you want to be. Like you're going to look back and think, I sh- it, wouldn't, it wasn't that big a deal. Why wasn't I making it such a big deal in, your, in my mind? But when it happens, it feels like your brain, it feels very dangerous. When our children choose willfully to touch the hot stove, two things that are going to bring them pain and we that we view as moments of like um, really going to hurt them, then it's really, it feels painful to us because it's really hard to watch our children in discomfort. Okay. So let's be honest. Parenting is just a lot more fun when our children listen to us, but that is not usually the hand we get dealt. Um, And it isn't the hand that actually brings us the most opportunity for personal growth. Um, The, you know, the easy button at Staples, like I, that's like, it would be great if our children just did what we wanted to all the time. And if, or if we had a pill or I had a magic word that I could give you to control your children. But there is no such thing. They have agency just like you and I. And that part of this life is for us to come down and make choices and decisions and to learn from that agency. And what I have found, like it's the the, watching my children use their agency actually has been some of my best growth moments. And I found when I do the work, these like hot stove moments that they become a lot less dramatic in my mind. And they actually become opportunities for me to feel closer to my child, to have our relationship go on another level. And I've had these moments. So I want, you know, I really have experienced it. And so I'm going to give you three questions that I find completely useful to ask myself when I experience my child touching the hot stove. Okay. And these three questions kind of calm down my brain, help me like just see the facts from the drama I'm creating and help me be more present. And that helps me tap into my wisdom and tap into a place where like I'm more centered and more able to help my child through the hot stove moment, okay? And this three questions are, what am I making it mean? How am I showing up? And how is this affecting our relationship? So let's go through them one by one. What am I making it mean? What do you make your child's successes or failures mean? Um, you know, we're currently, one of my children is choosing something that I completely disagree with. And every time I talk to them, they're trying to convince me how wrong I am about this and how I have incorrect thinking. And it's hard for me not to ruminate on this choice, to be honest with you, because I see this choice limiting their choice in other things. And I have to separate that from that child's choice from my, that child and how I'm thinking. So, um, I have to be careful that my self-worth is not tied directly into the successes or failures of your child. My child, you know, I say like, um, you can't take the good or bad. Like you can't take credit for the good choices of your child and you can't take credit for the bad choices. Like their choices are separate from you and to really kind of give that space in your brain. As parents, we have to be really careful how we measure our self-worth. And if we are using our child's decisions as evidence for our personal success or failures. This is a really dangerous way to view ourselves and it's going to hurt our self-esteem. It's going to hurt our relationship with ourselves. Ultimately, it'll hurt our relationship with our child because we'll feel resentful. When you do this, you're putting your value as a parent into the hands of your child's choices. I'm going to repeat this because this is, we automatically do this. So you have to 
change your brain when you do this. When you do this, you're putting your value as a parent into the hands of your child's choices. That will feel completely powerless, okay? Um, you have no control over that. And that is just not a great place to get your value. It's not a correct place. And as a parent, your main job is to love and support your child by also teaching them rules, boundaries, and consequences. And so their reactions to those things have nothing to do with you. Like the, um, the choice that my child's making, um, that is beyond my boundary and my rule. Um, this child's an adult, so I don't have a lot of um, consequence, you know, tied to it. And so I have to just be like, you know, in my mind, we just disagree on this. And they are going to continue to touch that hot stove on it and life will teach them. Okay. So in parenting, the key to remember that your child's results do not have any bearing on your value or worth as a parent. Okay. The fact that they're touching hot stove doesn't mean you didn't teach them well. Doesn't mean that you didn't do your job because sometimes we make that all mean something. Um, like their choices mean like we did it wrong or um, we weren't good enough parent or we failed somehow. And I guarantee you that's incorrect. That is just the story you're telling yourself. And that is a horrible story. And then that's how you're interpreting the facts. What else is true? Okay. And I want you to kind of sit with there. Like, why would they, why are they doing this? And we, sometimes we don't even know why, but really focusing, but I don't, has, this decision has nothing to do with me. Okay. And just keep reminding yourself. Number two is how am I showing up? When your child makes a choice that you don't agree with, how do you react? It is completely understandable to feel disappointed and sad. And that's what I call clean pain with some of your children's choices. Like I'm feeling some sadness over a choice one of my children is making. But if you're parenting from those emotions, you are not being the parent you need to be. And how you know um, if it's that their behavior is affecting you emotionally um, like, like when you, you are feeling fear or worry, or like, like I told you, like I'm ruminating, like I'm sitting a lot of time in that. That's when, you know, like you are in the middle of processing and you need to like get into a cleaner space and you need to get some distance for it. And sometimes it takes some time. Like I told you, I'm in the middle of processing, um, a hot stove moment. And I am, you know, working with my coach because I can't get out of it by myself. So I'm needing another person's perspective to help me kind of find um, some thoughts that are healthier for me, that have less judgment and don't feel so, aren't contained with so much emotion and triggering. Um, so once you remove that emotion, you stop making your child's choices mean something about you. That's part of like the emotion. Um, then your job becomes so much easier because it's not about you any longer. All of your parenting decisions should be about your child and not about your feelings. So if I'm taking um, actions from worry or fear, I'm making it still about me. And I need to take it from, I could take it from sad and disappointed. And that's even going to show more love, but I don't want to take it from judgment, fear, or worry. So evaluate, evaluate whether you are showing it up in a way that values your relationship with yourself. And that's what I talked about. Like there's sometimes that your child is going to, do something and it feels heavy. And I said to you, like, I, I need a coach right now. I'm working with my coach on it because I can't, I, I just can't get out of it by myself. So you are responsible to like clean up your own emotions and figure out what you need. And in that moment, you get to decide how you respond to your child's behavior. You can't control your child, but you can control how you show up. You have options. Your work is becoming aware that you have a choice and then making a conscious choice, intentional choice 
to think and fill in ways that will allow you to show up as the parent you want to be. Okay. So it is all in your power. You don't have power over their choices, but you have power in how you are showing up. Number three, how is this affecting your relationship? Let me give you the best advice. You can't control your children. You're probably thinking, obviously, Jenny, I know this, but I want you to realize that intellectually, you know this, but we still take action from a part of our brain that acts like we can control our child's decisions. We still show up a little bit manipulative or I'm in the middle of it. I know. And I have all the tools and I still see myself doing this. And so we have this like false belief and Part of it is like how we raised our child, like putting them in timeout or, you know, we felt like we had control with them growing up, but we really didn't. Like they even had agency there and what they could. So we implemented timeouts, consequences. We countless lectured them, like we yelled at them, then they did it in hopes that our children will still will learn to make good decisions. But even with all the teaching we do, our children are still going to make bad choices and bad decisions. Like it's almost healthier for you to expect hot stove moments. Okay. So just expect them. It's part of the human experience. And think about it. Was it part of your human experience? I know I did. It was part of who I was. I didn't make always the best decisions. And so you know what you can control and how you feel about your child. That is the one thing you can control. And when your child makes a bad decision, I advise you to stop the drama in your head and get it out on paper, um, work with a coach or a therapist, because you know you're dramatizing it when you are in full judgment of your child. When you are thinking they shouldn't do it, they're doing it wrong, this is going to end bad. And this, like, it might end bad. And what is ending bad? Like, really examining that. And that's why you need a coach to kind of really break down um, where you're going with your story on it. And it would be a lot easier for you to feel love for your child when you can remove those thoughts from from judgment to compassion and curiosity. This keeps you feeling connected and present for your child and ultimately will strengthen the bond with your child. And when your child is touching the hot stove, that is when your child needs you the most. And we want, it's counterintuitive because we want to like distance ourselves because it's painful to watch. And there's a lot of reasons where you're like, it's toxic. I don't want it. But this is actually when it's like um, parenting boot camp. Like this is where you need to dig deep and get into that clean space to offer them wisdom. So the key to remember in all of this with their, their judgment is that thought we have all touched the hot stove. This kind of gives you this perspective and realization that, okay, like I've been there too. I'm not perfect. And, um, This, what they're doing might be age appropriate, might be society appropriate. Like they have different beliefs than you do. And the only one who didn't was Christ who touched the hot stove. He was the example for it. So let's be generous in our thoughts for other people as they are using their agency, even if we don't agree with it and be really generous of like, there will be lessons in it. Think about those hot stove moments for you. Um, I know my hot stove moments are the ones that taught me the most. So generosity in these moments can help others get through actually their healing faster and you are more available. This is really to me, the disciple of Christ is when we can be show grace when people don't deserve grace. In those frustrating parenting moments, it is very helpful to remember that our children will grow from their mistakes and they're supposed to struggle. They're not, it's not always supposed to be easy for them. And that is exactly why they are here on this earth to grow and to learn. So 
give yourself grace because parenting can be a tough job, right? Get your support system, um, get affirming friends, a therapist, a coach to help you become more of a confident parent. Because learning how to generate useful emotions is a skill. It's not automatic. Um, And it's a skill that your entire family will benefit from. Okay, so expect your children are going to touch the hot stove. And then remember those three questions to help you keep grounded and to kind of process how you want to help your child. When am I making it mean? How am I showing up? And how is this affecting our relationship? Take those three questions, write them down, journal about it, and use that to process your disappointment, your sadness, so that you have more wisdom available for your child. All right, we do all of this. In fact, I just was processing a hot stove moment with a client yesterday, and she was in a lot of sadness and disappointment. And she was telling herself, well, I need to get through this faster because I know like, like I'm just being judgmental. And you have to take time with that. And that's why I said, like, find a good coach for you. I'd be happy to do it, but there's many coaches, amazing coaches out there. And to give yourself that space to give your brain and yourself that validation, that time to get through it. And at the the end of the phone call, she was like, okay, my anxiety level went from 10 to zero after. And that's what happened to me when I worked with my coach. Um, because we just create these stories about these hot stove moments and we worry so much and we want our children not to suffer. And so it helps us really get grounded and clean ourselves up. So then as we are helping our child, we really are at our best self. All right. I love you. Have a great day and go help your family thrive. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.